Hi, and welcome to Musings with Thomas K. This entry is titled First, with the subtitle, The Revolution is brought to you by... My first musing may be my shortest, or my longest. We'll see which way the tide leans in the future. I've spent most of my adult life debating in solitude on the artistic potential of short works. Not in a pretentious way, at least not how I consider the definition of the word, but something about the brevity of flash writing and its conciseness seems to elude the highbrow status of monolithic works of literature. Maybe that isn't the goal of short essays and other pieces of writing. For every Dante Alighieri and world-forming epic of Ovid and Homer, there are pre-modern haikuists who accomplished much of the same feelings and affectations of the early European epic. In syllables and words that could be counted on the four sets of digits across our tactile appendages, for those of us who have the complete set of them. Even though the novel seems to have only gotten larger over the past few decades, the human attention span is in constant debate. We have an infinitesimal amount of lines of code in UI, user interfaces, and UX, user experiences, constantly vying for our eyes. I struggle with this problem myself. I've been trying to make time for the physical world and paying a little more attention to my writing recently. After spending six to eight hours a day scrolling away on my phone nearly half the time I spend awake, I decided to set a limit of two hours a day online. I already feel more at ease and my eyes are less overworked. I don't think these things are demons per se, but they certainly invite the possibility of negative habit forming. When the internet was invented, who'd have dreamt of the endless possibilities created by the World Wide Web that have come to power immensely over the last few generations? Now literally anything is possible. Research can be done and answers obtained in fractions of a second, no longer abiding by the set of encyclopedias that collected dust, and weighed a wooden shelf to imprint itself into your home carpet, only to pull one of the behemoths off of it once in a blue moon. The personal computer and the smartphone after it have taken over most of the cumbersome solutions to problems faced by those of the past. We don't have to speak to someone to catch a cab or order pizza. We can communicate through code with our fingertips. Is all this techno-wizardry really making us lazier? I'm constantly on the scales over this question, being tipped one way or another depending on the situation. One thing I believe with relative certainty, though, is that the online world that has formed around our species has begun to alter our biological makeup, both physically and mentally. At the risk of sounding beyond my years, this contrast makes me question what the digital age has done to the human attention span, where minute-long videos are consumed for hours to no end and have formed the zeitgeist of the century seconds at a time. Perhaps I'm showing my age now, which isn't much further on in years than kids who've grown up with a tablet fixed in both hands, as they took their first steps and made their first strained attempts at forcing language out into the air. In the 2020s, a generation of baby Moseses are formulating, strolling haphazardly toward an ever-increasing digital landscape, with peaks and cliffs towering much higher than Mount Sinai. Now I know, I know, if I want to bitch about the digital age, I shouldn't be doing it from beyond the clacking keyboard and eye-melting liquid crystal display of a computer. I perhaps should be standing on the street corners of the city, handing out these musings in protest, like the Jonathan Swifts before me, but that's a hell of a lot of work. I just wonder where the binary-coded world of digital constructed realities can take me, or more collectively, us. Can I strap on a headset and be transported to a beautiful beach or maybe an island of roaring shores and rolling hills of greenery? What will constitute going viral in this growingly online world? Are we simply just trout at the end of a reel with our mouths hooked into gape? Are we prey stuck on Web 3.0? In this world of continuous change and endless growth, like undiscovered malignant tumors, disconnection seems like the most prominent means of protest, although you most likely won't find me without a smartphone in my hand, or a computer warming my thighs anytime soon. Though, I am trying to use these devices more as the tools they were intended to be, and less like rapid-fire machine-gun scrolling time wasters. No, this is the next generation's battle. 
Dream on, child of the metaverse. Throw your Oculus headset through the electrically charged hum of the television screen. Pierce the heart of the internet down to its core. Me? I'll probably be reading about your years of uncivil disobedience on the news app and Googling your names afterwards.